1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: This is May 26th and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome back to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. I hope you guys had a great Memorial Day. I hope you guys have been kind of staying healthy during quarantine, staying busy, all of uh, the normal stuff. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with Curtis Hall. I thought it was a little different. And again, we got a little bit of things different uh, this week with Jeremy Swayman on, who I was very excited to talk to. A lot of people consider him to maybe be the future net for Boston. I mean, I think I have out of Kyle Kaiser... Dan Vladar and Swayman, you know, at least Don Sweeney talks about Swayman like he is that next guy. I mean, it, it feels like Swayman is on another level um, than those two. Again, still has not been seen how he does in the AHL. Um, other news around the NHL, I feel like I should address. Um, obviously, the the twenty four team playoff proposal, if you guys haven't seen it, was voted on uh, Friday night, uh, and that they're going to continue talks on that. I want to wait to talk about that until it's a little bit more set. Um, I don't want to spread misinformation. I don't want to – I just feel like, you know, we can do some different things now uh, because in the next couple of weeks, I feel like playoff talk and that stuff's going to heat up. So why not save that for then and keep the prospect uh, interviews for now? So, again, this week is Jeremy Swayman. Next week, next week could be potentially somebody pretty good. Um, I'm hoping to nail that down. Uh, to lock that one in. Uh, We'll see if that happens. Maybe I'll just skip it and go right to playoff talk uh, if talks continue to progress. Uh, But again, it seems like we're heading towards hockey. Don't know when it's going to be. And again, in future episodes, we'll talk more in depth about that. Before we get into my conversation with Jeremy Swayman, uh, with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, and you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack is they are bringing the Vegas experience to you. Are you missing the NFL like pretty much everybody? Uh, it's not an issue. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today. Receive your new welcome bonus with promo code CLNS50. Again, promo code CLNS50. Bet online, your online wagering solution. One thing I want to mention before we get into the episode, um, when I interviewed uh, Swayman, there was technical difficulties, like a lot of them. Someone had bad internet connection. Not going to call him out for it. Not going to call me out for it. It's a mystery. No one knows who had the bad internet connection. But uh, there were some technical difficulties that came up. Uh, so if, if the editing sounds choppy, if there's like a a weird you know skip or something that doesn't sound right, it was probably because the connection was going in and out. Again, I'm in Boston. He's in Alaska. So um, I understand obviously why that happened. Uh, before we get into the conversation, also Cedric Maxwell will tell you about why you should be considering a 180 weight loss. And with that, here is my conversation with Jeremy Swyman.
2: As you know by now, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health by starting Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I've already dropped about 18 pounds, and I'm not the only one. Kendrick Perkins is down about 30 pounds, and we're just two of 11,000 who found the solution for weight loss. No gym, no medication, no tricks, or gimmicks. Awaken 180, a combination of science, nutrition, and expert one-on-one coaching. If you have weight to lose, I recommend you call Paige and her team. You'll lose weight starting the first week, and each and every week until you get to your ideal weight. Awaken 180, six locations, but during this lockdown, they're starting clients virtually, the same program from the comforts of your own. Simply log into Awaken180WeightLoss.com, fill out the form online, and start your weight loss transformation. Awaken 180 Weight Loss, the official weight loss program for the Boston Red Sox.
0: We're here with Jeremy Swayman. Jeremy, what is up?
1: Not much. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing well. Doing well. Trying to hang in there during quarantine, as you probably are. So what's, what's crazy about you is you're up in Alaska. That's where you're from. Um, and there was a story about you in, I think it was the Anchorage Daily News, about you hiking and, and doing all those things. Um, so I take it most of your time, a lot of your time is spent hiking up in these gorgeous mountains. Would I be correct?
1: yeah you're correct uh, I like to get up there as much as I can and right now the weather's kind of turning from uh you know winter to summer and it's really gorgeous honestly and the snow's melting uh faster than ever it seems like so it could be a really good summer for us here
0: so how much how many like mountain ranges are there around you and like how many how often do you do new trails and how often do you do the same ones
1: i mean <laughs> yeah you can get pretty crazy uh the amount of m- mountain ranges we have here but Right, uh, right in the city here, we have what's called the Chugach Range and that's just, you know, gorgeous mountain range that is literally right on top of us. Like the hillside is kind of where I live on and they just go right up. Like, uh, houses go halfway up the, you know, the mountains right by the city, but you know, you can get pretty fancy. You can go an hour, two hours, five hours, uh, into interior Alaska and southeast Alaska. And, and that's where the fishing is too. So looking forward to that season as well.
0: Are there a lot of people on like up in the mountains or no, it's just pretty much like pretty desolate, like for, for hiking and stuff.
1: Yeah. uh, Honestly, I have been seeing a little more, more activity going on there just because people, you know, have nothing else to do really. So uh, it's, you know, good to see the community out, but still uh, definitely practicing social distancing and, and, you know, good to see young people, people getting up in the mountains.
0: Yeah. I'm starting the social distancing. I mean, I feel like it's getting to be like mid May now. I'm starting to get a little sick of it. I know it sounds terrible. People don't like to hear that, but it's just, I feel like it's gone. It's it's been going on for so long and I'm just like, and it's right now we're recording on Friday afternoon. It's 80 degrees outside here in Boston. I don't know what it is out in Alaska, um, but it's so nice here. It's like, I just want to go outside and and do normal things. Um, You've been seeing bears too, right?
1: Yeah, I just saw one yesterday, actually. Uh, Third bear sight of the year. It was pretty wild. So
0: what do you do when you see a bear?
1: You know, it's uh, nine times out of ten, they're more scared of you than you are of them. But, you know, every, every uh, situation is different. Luckily, I haven't gotten too close. I saw one on the road, so I was in the car. Uh, we were probably ten feet away from it. It was just minding own business. But, yeah, I mean, you get a black bear on a, on a trail, you know, uh, they'll look at you and they'll just sprint off the other way. But, you know, typically just if, they're, if you're not going to mess with them, they're not going to mess with you.
0: That's a, Yeah, I always, I feel like every video I see on YouTube, it's people with bears and it's like very scary situations. So that's kind of the only thing you have of like what a bear encounter would be like. But that is kind of crazy. Also crazy that Maine Black Bears, Boston Bruins. That's just a whole, maybe you just have an affinity for bears, you know, it's just yeah. meant to be. So alongside hiking and all those things, what other things have you been doing to uh, kind of keep busy during this stoppage and off time?
1: Well, I just... uh had a breakthrough. We have ice now up in Alaska. So they opened the really, break, Uh just started skating again, which is nice. Everything's, you know, super isolated still, which is kind of weird. You can't go in the locker rooms or anything. So guys are getting dressed in the parking lot and stuff. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but yeah, everything uh, is basically the same. You know, we got a mask on, uh not legit mask, but obviously the helmet and you can't really get too close, but yeah, that's good. We got a little change of pace there. Um But other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm into working out, you know, I mean, I don't have a, a gym or anything, so I'm in uh, my basement and kind of just doing whatever I can, bodyweight workouts. Uh, I got a good program from the Bruins in Maine as well, so have been following that uh, as close as I can, and other than that, just really enjoying my time. Um, I do mountain bike too. Uh, mountain bike trails just opened up, and I've been, uh, been able to get out there, and other than that, just uh, enjoying the sun while I can have it.
0: It's like when you're literally getting dressed at home to, get to, to <laughs> yeah, go like, skate, You're getting put shirt. on the pads in the car. That is wild though. And it's, so is the rink, are they doing any, like aside from no locker rooms being open, like our bathrooms open, you know, like, and also who are you skating with?
1: Uh, basically, we just have a small group. You know, I grew up with playing and now they're playing uh, different spots throughout the uh, the country. And some of our D1 too and other guys are playing juniors. So we got a good group there and I uh, like to do workouts and hikes with them as well. So it's a good group.
0: So you sound like a very adventurous person, you know, in the mountains. I feel like that kind of mountain biking has to come with the territory in Alaska. Was that sort of how you were brought up with, like, that was sort of what you guys did in Alaska? Because I feel like life is so much maybe different out where you guys are.
1: Yeah, and that that was year-round. You know, in the summers, we'd be hiking mountain biking, uh, backpacking, fishing. And then in the winters, we'd be outside in the ponds uh, playing hockey and, and skiing and whatnot. So. Yeah, I was always outside as a kid, and uh, obviously still am.
0: Did you play any other sports aside from hockey?
1: I did. I, I played soccer, baseball, uh, and golf.
0: Ooh, nice! I was a baseball guy myself, and hockey, but that was kind of it. I didn't never got into golf. I wish I did. Yeah. Now, I now as like a as like a you know twenty one year old almost adult because I I don't feel like an adult yet, but yeah. almost an adult. I feel like I wish. I I got into golf. Yeah, I don't feel like an adult yet. And now like now I really don't feel like an adult because it's quarantine. I'm just home playing Xbox all day. Like that's kind of what it is right now. But yeah, right. um are you an Xbox yeah. guy or a PS4 guy or or no?
1: I'm not. No. Wow. I, I haven't been on the screen yet. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well good for you, I guess.
1: Um I imagine eventually I'll hop on, but right Yeah.
0: Now. So Let's get into your year um, with Maine. Obviously, 2020, not great for a lot of people. But for you, it seemed pretty good, at least hockey-wise. Um, I have it right here. Hockey's Player of the Year. The Richter Award for the NCAA's Best Goaltender. And you were in the first-team first 1st NCAA All-American. Uh, and you are one of the top three finalists of the Hobie Baker. That is not too bad. Um, that's not a bad year. For you... As a junior, what what went into that? You know, did you feel more confident your junior year? Was it, you know, uh, did you just feel better? How did that all sort of come together for you this year?
1: That's a great question. Uh, basically, I mean, you can't buy experience. And I learned that, you know, my freshman year, I think. And I had a lot of goals going into college. Uh, I knew what I wanted to achieve. Obviously, the first one being a national championship uh, and every team award you know, we could get. But this year, it just couldn't happen that way, uh, obviously, with any team and any organization. So, you know, I think uh, just really making sure that I'm focused on the moment and just slowing things down and simplifying things uh, works for me the best. And, you know, obviously, these awards couldn't happen without the great teammates and, and coaches I had with me this year and uh, all the mentors that were involved. So truthfully, all these awards uh, couldn't happen without them.
0: What's unfortunate is you guys had, you guys were good enough to get a home, uh, to get home ice in the first round. And I remember I go to UMass and right. I cover UMass as well. Yeah. Um, and I me- remember we were following you guys and obviously following all, all, all of hockey East and we were like, Maine just might get a freaking home playoff game. Like that would be awesome for them. Uh, Cause you guys were unbelievable at home this year, right? You guys like barely lost, if I remember correctly at home.
1: Yeah. Like- yeah. We had a pretty cool home, re- pretty good home record. Yeah, I think it was 13 one and.
0: Yeah, (laughs) which is unbelievable. Um, but so I remember being like, damn, like Maine isn't going to get to have that home playoff game because it's been a little while since you guys had a home playoff game. I think for you, how heartbreaking was it to not be able to play or to not even have those, those playoff games?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's an open wound. And, you know, it's not going to be easy to to swallow that one because it's just, it was, everything was still real. And, you know, it's, the – such a great place playing at the Alfond, and, you know, finally coming home to have our first home playoff game. Uh, I think it was like 12 years or something. It was kind of wild. So that was a pretty special thing. And I know that this group was so special and we were really, we were confident at home and we know that we were hard, we were hard to beat. And so I think a home playoff series would have been, you know, definitely in our favor. And, you know, we all knew what we could have achieved this year. So having that taken away from us uh, was pretty bitter. So we're all pretty upset with that. But again, we, we looked, uh, we looked back on the season we had at home and, and how the great fans, you know, helped us win every, uh, every weekend. And, you know, we were definitely happy with the year that we had at, uh, at the Alphon.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, you guys had a great year. That's the thing. Like, you know, UMass as well, like you guys had great years. Uh, it doesn't take away from, you know, the the not being able to play in the playoffs. Uh, re- recently, Red your your head coach, Red Gendron, was talking and he compared you to Jonathan Quick. It's not a bad comparison. Uh, for you, you know, you, you're you're known for your really good athleticism in the net. How does that make you feel when your coach comes out and says that?
1: Yeah, that's a tremendous honor. I mean, <laughs> I don't know who paid him to say that, but no, that was <laughs> a pretty cool thing because, you know, he's – He's an incredible coach and I can't say enough good things about him. You know, he's had so much experience and has so many, uh, great, so much great knowledge about the game and being able to go to the rink and, and listen to what he has to say was a true pleasure every day. And, you know, without him, this program isn't what it is today. So again, I mean, coach Red is so special and important to me and all the teammates I have. I know that for a fact. And, you know, that's, uh, that was pretty, pretty special to play with him for three years.
0: With, well, to stay on the topic of Maine, you know, um, obviously, as, men- as we mentioned earlier, you know, you're an Alaska guy, you're from Alaska. How do you end up at Maine?
1: That's uh, a funny story. So basically to sum it up, I was at uh the USHL All Classic Showcase, and it was basically the first USHL games I've ever played because we were playing, uh, you know, preseason games and stuff so this is the first regular season and I've heard a lot of buzz about the fall classic you know there's going to be a ton of scouts and this is the place to be if you know you want to get recruited so obviously being uh you know not committed yet I was pretty excited for this opportunity and basically after the tournament uh, I talked to a few schools and Maine was one of them and I just remember going into the locker room and all these other schools were talking to me about their program all great hockey hockey stuff and of course the goalies uh success they've had and then when Maine came in they talked about uh, all the great hiking and running trails they have around campus and the great fishing spots and I just knew right away I was like wow that's uh that's pretty important to me I don't know who tipped them off that said I was a big nature guy but that was pretty cool and I knew right away that Maine was going to be a, a special place for me
0: that is that is such a cool like dynamic that you know I feel like a lot of times when players go places, whether it be whatever league it might be, you know, if they're a free agent, they sign somewhere. If they're, you know, a, a, a prospect, they commit to a, a college. It's not always the, the hockey. A lot of times it's stuff like this with, you know, with nature and hiking and stuff. Cause Maine, I feel like if there's anywhere in the 49 States or the 48 in like the, <laughs> the OG United States, yeah, I, what, I feel like that's the most like closest to Alaska, right? Like, did did it feel kind of like Alaska where you were in Maine?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of similarities and I got asked that question a lot. And what's amazing is, uh, all the connections from Maine to Alaska there is. And it seemed like every week I was meeting someone with a cousin or a brother in Alaska and I was like, no way. So it was pretty cool to, to have that. And, uh, you know, again, just the nature side of things. I mean, obviously the forests are great and I got up in, in the mountains in Maine and uh, they're a little different than Alaska's, but I loved it.
0: Did you have any teammates at Maine who would go with you on these ones. hikes? Were there any other teammates of yours that really were big on nature as well?
1: Yeah, I had a few nature walks uh, with some teammates. It was fun just kind of pulling them out of bed. You know, all the uh, the Massachusetts guys weren't too uh, happy about it, but I would go knock on the door and say, we're going for a walk today. So, yeah, I think, you know, my roommates loved it. One was from Mass, the other one was from Sweden, and, you know, we all uh, got on the same page with that. But, you know, whenever I could, I'd get outside with them
0: relating it back to hockey though how much are those hikes and those nature walks and those mountain biking you know trips how much does that kind of help you clear your head and kind of relax in a way to kind of get you away from hockey
1: yeah you nailed it that's uh, that's my escape and it's not that i need to escape from hockey but it's it really is good and uh, i'm big on mental mental toughness and and truly clearing the mind and you know, staying in the moment. So yeah, I think whenever I go hiking or biking, it just gives me a time to, to focus in on one thing that, that doesn't involve hockey. And it really does give me a, a chance to, you know, clear my mind and, and really, you know, narrow in on something else.
0: And from what I've, I obviously I have, I've, I've I saw you play against UMass twice, which was great. Uh, you guys, I, I won't bring up the outcome but uh it was you got you played really well you did play really well I'll say that what's cra- what's crazy is your first game this year you got you lost I think 7 nothing you had 52 saves <laughs> like like that is crazy um so you know it, it, it's all always in the, the, the perspective of things um but you're very you're described as kind of a you're very relaxed on the ice you know there was I saw an article about you it said you know you'll you'll take selfies with fans and you know you'll you'll interact you know a lot of goalies it's very just like you know tunnel vision how is how you know how did you learn to do that and how have you come to sort of be a little bit more relaxed during games
1: Uh, a lot of that came from my goalie coach Alfie Michaud and you know he helped me tremendously on and off the ice and he's a great mentor and role model for me so you know, we had a lot of conversations uh, about how to approach a game and and what really works for me. And that's what I really liked about, you know, his philosophy of teaching was it wasn't his way or the highway. It was whatever worked for me. And he'd just give me suggestions on what to do. And and if I didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. But if I liked it, I'd run with it. And so we kind of came up with, uh, you know, a thing that it's a game, you know, and and it's here to, we're we're here to have fun. And in reality hockey is an entertainment business. And so, when you're out there, you know, you're kind of, you're the spotlight. And I just think it's really fun to interact with the fans sometimes during games, you know, even if it's uh, you know, a one zero game going into the last five minutes of the third, you know, it's fun to kind of wink over and say, you know, hi to a little kid or, or a fan and, you know, just kind of relax. And it's in between those whistles that uh, I find that happy place, you know, that it's, that it's not bigger than it really is. It's just a game and, you know, it's fun to be a part and uh, it's fun to be out there.
0: Because I know, a big thing about college hockey for listeners who don't know you know the opposing team gets its fair share of chirps in the in the in the starting lineups the the warm ups you know the 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 I, your name has been chanted countless times probably in opposing arenas i i i want to say it was you but i i honestly could be all the games kind of get mismatched together but i think it was you at, at Mullins um, who like squirted water towards the student section or something. It might've been you. I, I don't really remember to be quite honest, but,
2: um,
0: you're, I remember you being very relaxed with all of them. Cause they, they can be a little tough sometimes. Uh, but you know, that, that is so cool to me because a lot of goalies wouldn't do, you know, what you just said, they, you know, they'd be very, you know, focused. So that is a very cool approach to see a goalie actually have, um, and i and i i think that you know is definitely probably a pretty damn good thing. Uh, and it's good for the fans too. They, they they must like it. So, you know, for you um you know, for you, you know, being a goalie, what what motivates you? What you know, what is the driving motivator behind, you know, being successful uh in for you? Uh
1: what motivates me in general is uh just winning. You know, winning's everything to me and being able to do that and and in you know get rewarded for your efforts with your teammates is is pretty important to me so you know that's a, that's a big motivation factor for me
0: so let's talk a little bit about the Bruins the team that you got drafted to we should probably talk about them a little bit cuz this is a Bruins podcast so we we got to talk about that so you get drafted um where were you when you get what got drafted what was that like did you expect to get drafted by the Bruins how did that all sort
1: of take shape so i was uh, i was in alaska and i remember that the draft, the second round and above was, I think, uh, probably noon, noon time, East coast. And so I was up at like 5, 6 a.m., uh, trying to get, you know, online and see everything. So it was pretty early for me. And I just remember being kind of at the breakfast table, uh, with my family and, you know, actually the, uh, the computer was lagged, of course, because, you know, we're up in Alaska <laughs> and so <laughs> you can't see everything real time. But, uh, I just remember, you know, kind of sitting there and eating, not, not really thinking too much. It was the fourth round. So, you know, we weren't, we were hoping, but it wasn't like expected. And all of a sudden, I just, my phone starts blowing up, says, you know, congrats, you're brewing. I was like, no way, like I'm, there's no chance. And so I'm waiting for the, uh you know, the, the computer system to start kicking up and it's just not loading. Right. And I just keep clicking. And so finally I got uh, a few calls and then uh, I think I went on Twitter or something and I saw it was a reality and, and then everything kind of set in and then big celebration uh with my family and everything and then the rest was history.
0: The Bruins are probably like damn we can't get a hold of this freaking kid. Jesus. Like what what's going on here? We drafted him. He's not responding to anything. He's not he's not you know he's not picking up on any of this. Like what is what's up with this kid? But that's so funny uh that the internet connection was uh was a little bit faulty at the time. Um I feel that though. My internet connection was terrible until uh, it was recently fixed actually. Cause it, the, the, one of the days during quarantine, the wifi completely went out
1: Man. Like,
0: gone. So that is just the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah. And it got fixed. So now the internet connection for me, at least has been a lot better. Um, yeah. So, you know, you did three years at Maine. How did you end up coming to the decision to leave Maine and sign with the Bruins recently?
1: Yeah, that was a, that was a decision, you know, that was a, uh... Important that I shared that with uh, my mentors and, and a lot of people were involved in that decision, but ultimately it was my decision. And I think basically the consensus was, is that we all agreed that I got the experience I needed uh, at UMaine and the college level and that I was confident in my abilities to, to make the jump to the pro level. And I've always wanted to be a pro and that was a big thing for me growing up. And you know, now, uh, that it's here. Uh, I just can't be more excited to stop pucks in the black and gold.
0: How did it feel to sign the contract?
1: That was a really cool feeling. You know, it's just these little stepping stones that uh, happen along your career. You know, you get drafted, you get committed, or you get committed, you get drafted, and then you sign your first pro contract. So that was a big goal of mine. And to, you know, mark that one off the list, uh, is a pretty big accomplishment, but I can assure you there's a lot more to go.
0: So how often in your time at Maine were you in contact with Bob Asenza and sort of the Bruins coaching staff and the
1: Bruins as a whole? Yeah, they were, they were great. You know, it's just a world-class organization and I had contact with uh, different coaches throughout the year uh, at all times. And whenever I needed a little more help, I know uh, Mike Dunn and I have a great relationship as well. And, you know, he saw me play countless times uh, throughout my career and, you know, he would just say whatever you need. And I started, uh, you know, asking him questions uh, on different situations and, you know, he would give me what he would tell his, uh, his pro guys. And, you know, I would implement that into my game. And so having him and Alfie, uh, in my corner was pretty special. And I think that helped me uh, tremendously.
0: How do you deal with the pressure? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you just signed, uh, obviously not all the focus is on you, this pandemic going on out in the world. So it's not all on you, but, you know, the pressure of living up to expectations. I mean, right now the Bruins, you know, the organization has pretty much three guys in the system. You, Ladar and Kaiser, you know, that are, you know, for in net. What is the pressure? You know, how do you handle the pressure on you to potentially be, you know, sort of quote unquote, like you know, may be the next guy in the net for the Bruins down the road?
1: I like to replace the word pressure with excitement. You know, I'm just excited to be a part of it now. And, you know, to hop into this organization, one is a tremendous honor and opportunity. And so really I couldn't be more excited to to see that opportunity and run with it. I love that.
0: I love the replacement <laughs> of the word pressure with excitement. That was yeah. such quick, that was such quick thinking. I like it. That was, yeah. uh, that was a good answer. What have you, cause you've been to three development camps, 17, 18, 19. What have you learned along those development camps? You know, have you got more comfortable there?
1: How's that all sort of been for you? A great learning experience and just being around that pro atmosphere makes, uh, makes it even better. You know, it's, it makes you hungrier. You know, I want to be there so bad and, and just to kind of live the life for a week or two throughout the year. Uh, it's a really great experience. And, you know, every year I've been uh, the staff and the players and prospects have welcomed me with open arms and really, it has been a great development experience every time. You know, I've learned something new every time and uh, have taken that and implemented it into my game. And so I think they're great, uh, great weeks throughout the year to really improve your game. And, you know, I'm really excited to get back, uh, and do it again.
0: So they always do fun activities
1: at these development camps, not just
0: hockey. What have been some of your favorites that you guys have done over the years?
1: Yeah. I mean, last year we went to, uh, Fenway. And hit some balls, batting practice. That was a great time. I love that. And, uh, found out I need to work on my baseball swing a little bit for sure. So, uh, <laughs> if if you're going to have to, if
0: you're going to be a Bruin someday, you're going to have to with the Red Sox here.
1: Yeah. And, uh, another year we went, uh, to a Tim McGraw concert at TD Garden. That was pretty cool. And that's uh, sick. In my second year, we did this cool. It was actually, I loved it because I'm an outdoorsy guy, but some guys weren't too happy but we went to a like a navy seal training thing and it was outdoors it was pretty far out of town and uh I just remember like it wasn't the best day it was kind of rainy and you know we were, we were kind of grinding like <laughs> we we're putting uh wraps over our heads and stuff and just like team bonding stuff and you know it was great guys got along really well and you know you form these little teams and just working together and getting uh, the guys better that was pretty fun
0: that's pretty cool. Then you guys do, you guys did paintballing once too, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Paintballing was a blast. Yeah. That was fun too.
0: That's pretty funny. That's so cool to have you guys do those extra things. And there was a, there was a Red Sox game in there one. I think 2018. So they always have fun stuff for you guys, which I think is cool. Um, And so, cause since you're, well, you're obviously not, you you're not from here, but you know, you're, you go to school in Maine for a lot, you know, did you ever find yourself giving advice on. Um, where to go, where to eat, you know, where to stay to guys who were coming from maybe other countries or no, because you still technically weren't like a Bostonian yet.
1: Yeah. I mean I definitely was more familiar with uh, you know, the main restaurants and and sightseeing stuff. But my dad on the other hand, he was all about it. He uh he would fly into Boston from Alaska and he'd stay there for a few days by himself, just touring around and you know, he, uh, he ended up giving me more, the, more advice than anyone. <laughs> and so it was pretty cool to have him, uh, doing that for me. And, you know, it's just, uh, everywhere we go, we go on trips together and he's got the itinerary already planned. You know, he does his research beforehand. So it's good to have him as, uh, you know, my tour guide.
0: You mentioned your dad having the itinerary for the whole trip. My parents actually had a trip planned to, uh, to South Dakota this year yep. for, they're like, going to Badlands, all that stuff. And had it all fully planned out. You know, every single part of the trip, we're going to do this, this day, this, that day. Now, obviously it's, can't do it. It's gone Man. now. Um, but I was thinking, Hey, that's the same thing with my parents, but you know, going back to the Bruins aspect of things for you, how would it one day feel to be the starter for the Bruins to be their goalie? How would that feel for you?
1: That's everything I've ever wanted. And you know, to be in the NHL and the league itself is a great honor, but to be a part of such a prestigious and, and you know, history-rich organization like the Bruins, that's a cherry on top. So, you know, I, I want to lift the Stanley Cup uh, one day, and to do that in a Bruins jersey, uh, that would mean the world to me. So I know they also have the greatest fans in the world, and to be a part of that community, uh, you know, it's just a dream come true.
0: Have you had any contact with tukarask or Yaroslav Alok yet or no?
1: I actually I met Tuca uh, in Florida uh, when they were down in Florida. I was playing or I was on winter break and I was visiting my uncle and I went to the, the Florida Panthers and Bruins game and I got to go down there. I met him after and just a great guy. You know, just uh, shook my hand, said welcome, and you know, it was really great. Uh, great experience. That's gotta be so crazy. Yeah. Um,
0: that's gotta be so awesome for you. Have you met anybody else on the team yet,
1: or or no? Yeah, I met uh Chara one year at development camp, and I just remember shaking his hand, and I just felt like the smallest person in the world. <laughs> I was just whole hand engulfed my hand, and uh, that was pretty cool. He's just a, another great guy. You know, uh, so many people have so many great things to say about him, and obviously uh his success in the league is is pretty tremendous. So that was a great experience.
0: I remember one of the first time, the first time I was ever in a media scrum with him, you're just looking up at him.
1: It's yeah, weird, It's
0: crazy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even that short. I'm like five 10. I'm yeah. looking up I'm like, oh my God, I feel so small next to this guy.
1: Right. Um,
0: but that is so cool. That is so cool for you. Um, and to sign, is, is it tough though? The uncertainty this year, you know, you know, how have you felt about that? That, you know, this fall, no one really knows what's going to happen. And it's your first real
1: pro year. I mean, I'm just taking it one day at a time, you know, one second at a time and just keeping things simple for me. And I know, uh, you know, if I'm taking care of uh, my body and what I need to, I'm going to I'm going to be successful where I'm at.
0: Well, Jeremy, thank you for doing this. Uh, You know how I know you're a resilient guy because you stuck through this entire podcast with the multiple technical difficulties, the multiple like bad instances of Wi-Fi. You stuck through it. I have confidence in you. Uh, But again, seriously, thank you for doing this. Um and yeah, um hopefully you know your rest of your quarantine's great. Hopefully you see some more bears. That'd be pretty cool. Um but for on this Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky. you Bruins Beat listeners, have a great rest of your week.